Across the UK, online and on DAB. Access all radios. Talk radio. Give it some lip. Talk radio. I'm proper angry tonight. I've got a right cob on. A bit like Ash had, apparently. Um, someone tried to scam... No, someone didn't try to scam me. Someone successfully scammed me this evening. We've got a recording of them. Here's the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow, I'll wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road, that never seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel like that's old style earlier on this evening um and it said right, let me read you the text okay and you know i've got an iphone and at the, at the top of the screen it gives either the number of the person who sent the text if it's unknown or the name of the person and it came up barclays you said barclays at the top so i thought oh okay i got a text from barclays Barclays has noticed your debit card was recently used on the 26th of the 1st, 2017, at 654.41, at PayPal online store for £1,976. If not you, please urgently call Fraud Prevention on 0843-849-6844 or international, international number, do not reply by SMS. 
I thought, ah, oh, flipping heck. That's the first thing is that I thought, have I made any big payments like that? No, I haven't. Second thing I did was I went to my PayPal account and had a look on there to see if there's anything suspicious. There wasn't. I couldn't get access to my bank account where I was. So I phoned the number up. That's not true, actually. I did something else. I I copied and pasted the number into um, Google on my phone to look to see if it was a scam. Nothing came up. Should have been suspicious because nothing came up. Not even a, this is a Barclays fraud prevention. Nothing came up. I thought, okay, nothing's come up. This is fine. I phoned them up. And it, um, you get the recorded message that you get with the Barclays fraud line. Would you like to hear the beginning? Would you like to hear the recorded message? I'll phone them now, shall I? They won't answer. They've blocked my phone number. So this is the, um, this is the um, recorded message you get. Here we go. Welcome to Barclays. Thanks for responding to our message. This is very important. Convincing, huh? take a few moments. Okay. Please enter your six-digit sort code beginning with two zero. So I entered my six-digit sort code. Please enter your eight-digit account number. I entered my eight-digit account number. Let me check that. Thanks. Now I need to take you through our security. Uh-oh. Please enter the first and third digit now, of your five-digit telephone banking passcode. This is where I got flustered because I don't know what my banking passcode is, so I did what everyone does. I tapped the star button Please twice. Hold while I put you through to an advisor. It seemed to work. Please hold while I put you through to an advisor. The number you have dialed cannot accept this call. Yes, because they've blocked my phone number. Anyway, when I phoned them up initially, they could accept my call. And I spoke to a delightful young lady called Michelle. And Michelle said, Calcutta Barclays Fraud Hotline, how can I help you? And I said, Michelle, I've just had a text saying that nearly £2,000 has um, been fraudulently taken from my card. She went, I'm sorry to hear that. That must be very upsetting for you. I said, yes, Michelle, it is. What can I do about it? She said, well, don't panic. Let's go through some details. First of all, can I take your name? Of course you can. It's Ian Lee. Can I take your date of birth? I gave her the date of birth. She said, I'm just going to put you on silent hold while I go and check your details. Well, she disappeared for 30 seconds. She came back. Can you just confirm how you're spelling your surname? I said, Lee, L-double-E. She went, okay, that's right. Now, I just need to take a few details from you, and we will um, we'll find out exactly what's going on for you. And if we need to, we'll stop the card, and we'll get a new one out to you. Can I take your sort code? I gave her my sort code. Can I take your account number that's on the car, please? Of course you can, Michelle. I gave her my account number. She said, right, a few more things. Can I take the long card number? <laughs> and I went, yes, this is it. And I read out the long 16-digit number that's on the card. She went, thank you. That's great. She says, ah, yes, I can see 
that someone has attempted to use uh, your card via PayPal to pay for one something costing £1,970. Now, it's not gone through. So we've stopped, we've, we've uh, not allowed it to go through. So we have done a good thing and we have stopped it. I went, Michelle, that's brilliant, fantastic. And then I said, Michelle, can you tell me what they were going to buy with it? She says, Mr. Lee, I'm terribly sorry. It doesn't say that on this screen. I went, okay, never mind. I said, can you tell me, Michelle, if they've made any other attempts to use my card? She said, um, it doesn't look like it, but we can go a little bit deeper into the system and find out. Now, do you have the Barclays app on your phone? And I said, um, no, I don't have the Barclays app. She says, ah, have you got your pin sentry card reader with you? I went, yes, I do have that. And I was rooting around in my bag and I found it. And I pulled it out. And I said, right, I've got, I've put the card in. What do you want me to do? She says, right, I want you to sign in with your PIN number and tell me what number comes up. And then something in my head just went, no, that's private. That's private. Something, something in my head said that number that comes up on your PIN sentry when you've entered your PIN number is private. And so I said, Michelle, um, I feel a little bit uncomfortable giving you that information. She went, OK, well, what you can do is you can go into your branch tomorrow with two pieces of identification. And I kind of thought, well, I'm really busy tomorrow because i um, Got the boys, and I take them to school. I'll get back, get a couple of hours sleep, then I'll go pick them up from school, and I've got to go to the post office. And um, I went, is there no other way round? She went, no. You can go into the branch tomorrow, or we can do this now. And I went, ah, oh, okay. Put the card in. Pressed the uh, sign-in button. Entered my pin. Numbers came up. Went, Michelle, I, listen, I hate to sound suspicious but i feel very uncomfortable giving you this number she went well she started to get a little bit of a cob on she went well you'll just have to go to the bank tomorrow i tell you what michelle is it possible for me to speak to the fraud department and the phone went dead i thought oh no the phone's dropped out, because it often does when you're making these phone calls and it's on your mobile. Often the phone drops out at the most important moment. So I phone back thinking, this is going to be a faff. I'm going to have to get someone new and explain everything that's happened again. The phone rang, entered the same details. Hello, this is Michelle from the Barclay Card Fraud Line. How can I help you? I went, oh, Michelle, that's a coincidence. I was just talking to you. She said, yes. I said, and you disappeared. She went, oh, well, I thought you were going to go to the bank tomorrow to sort it out. I said, no, 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 no. By this point, my bullshine detector was going off like a klaxon in the back of my head. I thought, all right, 
I think I know what's going on here. I went, no, Michelle. I asked you to put me through to the fraud department. She said, ah, I can't do that, I'm afraid. They close at six. Now, I have no idea of the opening hours of the fraud department. I would imagine they don't knock off at six, but I don't know for sure. So I called her bluff. I went, Michelle, that's a lie. The fraud department is open 24 hours a day. I don't know if that's true or not. She hung up. I thought, aha! In the meantime, in between those two calls, I'd gone online on Twitter and I'd tweeted out the phone number and I said, does anyone know anything about this number? Can someone check it for me? By the way, Barclays, is this your number? After the second phone call, I went back onto Twitter. Barclays uh, online had replied, not one of our numbers, sir. Aha! I phoned up again, did the same thing, entered my details. And then a really similar, familiar voice answered it. But whereas the first voice had been quite well-spoken, this voice, although familiar, was a little bit cockney. And it wasn't Michelle. She was called Katie. And I went, hello, Katie. She went, yes, hello. I went, you're not Katie, you're Michelle. You're just doing a different voice. Phone went down, boom, like that. So I kept phoning her up and I got through about six or seven times and I asked her how she slept at night. I asked her if she thought her mother would be proud of her for doing this. Uh, But every time, every time, the phone was slammed down. It got to the point where she stopped answering my phone calls. I was fuming. Then I went online and found the real number for Barclays fraud. What I thought was the real number for Barclays fraud. And I phoned them up because I thought, well, I've given her so much information, I'm going to have to cancel my card now. I stopped off at Tesco, took out a couple of hundred quid, so I've got money because I'm going to lose my card for the next three, four days. So I took out some money and um, then I phoned up this number and I explained to this young lady what had happened. And she said, don't worry, sir. You're not stupid. Lots of people fall for these. We're going to go through the security and we will cancel that card and we'll get you a new one. She said, I tell you what I'm going to do before we even go anywhere. I'm going to put a temporary block on your card. Okay, it's not a permanent one, so we can change it if we need to. But it just means they can't use your card if that's what they're trying to do now. I went brilliant. And as soon as she did that, I got a text through on my phone. From the same number, it came up directly under the initial message that I received. So suddenly alarm bells are going off in my head going, hang on a minute. I thought I dialed proper Barclays, but this has come through here. And I said to her, I said, I'm feeling very uncomfortable with this conversation. She went, okay, if at any point you want to bail out of this call, you can, and you can call the number on the back of your card. I went, all right. She asked me three security questions. I deliberately answered one of the questions wrong. Heightened state of paranoia. Deliberately answered one of the questions wrong but yet i cleared security and i said i'm gonna be honest i don't think you're genuine she says what makes you say that i said well i answered one of the questions incorrectly and yet we got through security she said yes i know 
What happens when you answer a question wrong is it just moves on to the next question. I said, can you tell me which question I answered incorrectly? She went, I can't do that. I went, right, I'm going. Bye. Put the phone down. Now I'm a paranoid wreck, thinking I can't trust... It's like, it's like invasion of the body snatchers. I can't trust anyone. They look normal, they sound like Barclays, but they could all be body snatchers. So then I got the number on the back of the card and I phoned them up. And I knew I was talking to Barclays then. And I explained what happened. And I spoke to the young lady. And um, we, we kind of... We, <laughs> there was a little bit of difficulty in me proving it was me because I couldn't remember any of my direct debits. Well, I could, but like the, the, the figure I was giving them wasn't close enough. Turns out I'm paying less my mortgage per month than I expected by about four pounds. And that four pounds makes all the difference when you're trying to prove you are who you say you are. So. We're doing all this. And then I said to this woman, can I just check? I spoke to someone about five minutes ago who claimed to be from Barclays. And she said she would put a little note on the screen saying that I'd spoken to her, but that I'd bailed out of the phone call halfway through. Has she done that? She went, no. Oh, hang on. Yes, she has. So the second woman was legit. So now my card's been cancelled. I'll get a new one probably Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. It's a faff. But then I'm, I got really angry, right? And I felt stupid, because you hear about scams all the time, and it's always old people. Watch out for Nana, because the scammers, the scammers will get her. It's always old people. And I like to think, I've done shows about scammers. I like to think I've got my head screwed on, and I am very savvy. But I got angry. So, I came into work. And I wrote down some fake numbers, fake bank account numbers and fake card numbers and said, Kath, right, come on, you're coming with me. We're going to record a phone call. We're going to go and phone up this scammer. Would you like to hear what happened? Well, we will play it in a second after these messages. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So, I came in. And I was furious, and I said, "Kath, didn't he, I didn't even say hello." I said, "Kath, we're going to go and write, we're going to go and phone up some scammers." And I wrote down a sheet of paper because you've got to be convincing. I wrote down a fake sort code that was very close to a real sort code, a fake account that was it was my account number but with two numbers changed, and a fake um, sixteen digits. You know the numbers you get across the middle of the debit card. I wrote down those my numbers, but I changed like the last four numbers. Okay. Um, and Catherine came up with a, a name and with a date of birth. And we went and we phoned up to speak to this young lady. Same lady. Every time I phoned, same lady, Katie or Michelle. This is what happened. Welcome to Barclays. Thanks for responding to our message. This is very important and will only take a few moments. Please enter your six-digit sort code beginning with two... Please enter your eight-digit account number. Let me check that. Thanks. Now I need to take you through our security. Please enter the first and third digit of your five-digit telephone banking passcode. Please hold while I put you through to an advisor. Please hold while I put you through to an advisor. Hello? 
Hello, I've had this really a uh, frightening message on my phone suggesting that someone's taken some money from me, like one thousand nine hundred and seventy six quid. Right, um, can you confirm your date of birth, so you can open up your system? Yeah, it's, um, Baxter. My date of birth is the 25th of the 8th, 77. Can you confirm your full name for me, please? Yeah, Karen Louise Baxter. Okay, Karen, don't worry. If you just hold the line for me, and I'll just take a look into what's happened here. Thank you. I'm going to put you on a brief silent hold, and but I will still be here. Let me just take a look into what's happened on your account today. Thanks so much. Okay, I'm having trouble finding you in my system. Can you confirm the long card number for me, please? Uh, yeah, let me just get my card. Yeah, it's, um, sure. 4659. Yeah. 2206. Yeah. 0864. Yeah. 7155. Yeah. Okay, great. Just hold the line for me, please. And just confirm your surname is Baxter, spelled B A X T E R. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Uh, hold the line for me, please. she's realised that's not a real card number. We'll call her back and we'll tell her, um, we'll say you just called through and uh, we'll let her know that we're recording it. She, ch she checked that card number and found out it wasn't real. Please enter your eight-digit account number. That's the same girl that I spoke to. Oh. Same girl that answered Let me time. check that. She's quite convincing, Thanks. isn't she? Mm. Now I need to take you through our security. Please enter so the first, first digit so of your five-digit telephone yeah, phone banking passcode. And then tell her we're recording her. Mm. Please hold while I put you through to an advisor. Please hold while I put you through to an advisor. Oh. 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 Let's try again. 
What did she say her name was this Welcome time? Katie Barton. this time. Thanks for responding to our message. Skip through these. She's convincing, isn't she? Yeah. Please enter your eight-digit account number. Let me check that. Thanks. Now I need... Please hold while I put you through to an advisor. Please hold while I put you through to an advisor. Hello, I was just speaking to um, one of your advisors and I got cut off. I think my phone's on the blink. Um, I'm a bit concerned about a message I got. (laughs) This time, if she answers, go straight in and tell her we're recording her for Talk Radio. Okay, we'll do it from my phone. We'll do 141. But they will be, we won't get time uh, to Katie or Thanks Michelle or whoever message. she is this time. This is very important. I'm okay. Please enter your eight-digit account two, number. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Then the two digits from the thing. One, two. Let me... Ch- Please hold while I put you through to an advisor. Thank you. Please hold while I put you through to an advisor. Hmm. <laughs> Let's try it one more time. So it'll be a shame for her not to know Marcus, that she's going to be on the radio. We'll phone her on air as well and, and say straight away. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Let me check that. One, two. Please hold while I put you through to an advisor. Yeah. Please hold while I put you through to an advisor. Hello, is that Katie? Oh. <laughs> oh. How does she sleep at night? That woman. How does she sleep at night? Well, we left it about 20 minutes because I'd, I'd noticed earlier on that if I phoned too often in a row... Um, it, it, either it wouldn't get answered or it would just go to a deadline. So we left it about 20 minutes and we made another phone call. And it was answered. We'll play what happened after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So... We left it 20 minutes. We went and had a cup of coffee. We bu- we're both fuming now. Both got angry. Um, 
It's funny, if you listen to those clips here, I didn't realise how um, unsoundproof that soundproof booth was. You could hear um, Andy Goldstein uh, celebrating a goal being scored in the silence. About 20 minutes later, we went back thinking, well, we'll phone again, because we have to legally, you know, say that we're recording this for the radio. I know it's public interest, so we but we, 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 we felt... We felt it would be rude not to tell them what radio station they were going to be on. Okay, We'd made two attempts to tell them, so we thought we are going to make a third attempt. That way we're completely covered. So we phoned them again, and this time, because they were probably expecting a woman's voice, I said, I'll do the talking. And because they probably had mine and Catherine's phone numbers on record, we nicked Ed's phone. <laughs> this is what happened. OK, they might have switched off for the night. Let's just try it. Oh my no. Let me please hold while I put you through to an advisor. Please hold while I put you through to an advisor. Yeah, let's try that. You cheeky little sausage. Welcome to Yes, I wonder if you can. Um, we've been speaking to a young lady this evening called Katie. Um, just to let you know, my name's Ian. He's gone. Are you there? Mm-hmm. And that is how it ended. We've tried to call them since. You get the um, Barclays recorded message bit. But then when it goes... Oh, by the way, I was just typing in anything on that. So I just... One, 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 um, one, one, you know, just hitting numbers. Um, but since then, and we've just tried just now, we've been trying in the last 35 minutes. Every time you phone, once you get past that bit, it's switched off. Which is a real shame. But 
We have their number. We will keep calling them. Interesting, isn't it? It, it, it was a gentleman at the end. I say gentleman. I mean scumbags. Um, and can I... Katie, stroke Michelle, whatever her name is, she sounded like a... Um, I, I'm going to say, she sounded like a white English girl. You can't always tell on the phone, but I think generally you can. People are going to get angry with that statement, but generally I think one can. Not when, when I've spoken to scammers before, they've always had a very thick Nigerian accent. They always have. Um, and she sounded... Well, she didn't sound Nigerian straight away. She sounded, you know, very middle class, very polite, very charming. When actually, she's a scumbag. And she's a thief. And she really is just just not the lowest of the low. I mean, she's not out murdering babies or building walls, you know. But she is an absolute scumbag that she thinks that is an acceptable way to earn a living, stealing from vulnerable people. When I say vulnerable, I mean people who are panicked because they think that they have um, their bank account has been compromised. I'm a 43-year-old, middle-aged, white, middle-class gentleman that has presented radio programs we've spoke we've spoken about scamming and never fall for a scammer and those you, you gotta keep your wits about you and i was reeled in hook line and sinker completely completely to the point where i've had to cancel that bank card because i think i've probably given them enough information that they could um they could access they could they could buy stuff with it what an idiot. What an idiot. Not an idiot. Not an idiot at all. Can anyone explain to me how I got a text that said it was from Barclays? And then when Barclays actually texted me, it came up under the same list of things. How is that possible? How is that possible? I'm really angry. I feel stupid. And I know I'm not stupid, but I feel stupid. Do you know what I mean? Um... I'm really angry. I'm really angry about those people. They 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 do that. That people like that are out there, and um, they, they, there's obviously a point in them doing it. They are obviously tricking enough people to make it worthwhile for them to do. I got wise, and I ruined their evening by keep phoning up and, and and annoying them. And I gave out the phone number on Twitter, so maybe some of you phoned them up as well. But there will be some people. Some some uh, I nearly said saps. They're not saps at all. There will be some people who did give all the details, who did put the card in the pin sentry, who did give them the number, which means they can then access your bank account and do anything they want with it. Absolute scumbags. And final word on this from me. When I, Barclays have been excellent, right? The, on, the, the Twitter team and the people I've spoken to have been excellent. There was one thing I was expecting them all to do, and they didn't. Not one of them said, can you give me the phone number? Can you give me the phone number of the scammer so we can look into it? I, admittedly, I tweeted it to the to the Barclays online, so they would have it. But the two people I spoke to to get my card cancelled, 
I really thought one of, you know, I had it written down there. I thought one of them is going to say, can you give me the phone number so that we can look into it, please? And not one of them did. That strikes me as a little bit odd. So that's my evening. How's yours been? I feel a lot better for getting that off my chest. Thank you for listening. Alan, Mike, Jay, Ray, stay there. I'll come to you in a bit. 0344 499 Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late Nights Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It's weird, isn't it? I felt so stupid and I felt... Angry, I felt a combination of angry, stupid, and um, upset. I was shaking. When me, and, and what I noticed is when me and Kath were both in this little booth phoning, we both got a bit shaky because it was something, um, there was something very scary about talking to someone you know is lying to you. You know is, is, is trying to, I mean, the reason she hung up when Kath gave her the bank card is you can check that, you know, it's a real bank card number or not, but, um, what an evening. Mike is on the line. Good evening, Mike. Hello, Ian. Uh, do you want to verify my details? Well, I'm not sure. If you just give me your PIN number, we'll, we'll, uh, someone will be round to collect your card shortly. Well, my date of birth is 25th of January 2017. Hey, blimey, you're 90 years old? You're 90 years old and it was your birthday yesterday. No, I was born yesterday. Oh, what? And my name... Is Theresa Trump. You've got... Anyone? You, you've disappeared like... Uh, uh, the, uh, I think you yeah. disappeared about five minutes ago. What, pa- what are you banging on about? Ian, the password is I got scammed today too. Did you? Yeah. What happened? A lovely woman with a, the, in this case, an Indian accent. Yep phoned me up and said she was from my uh, internet service provider, you know, broadband router. Oh, yes. And phoned and said, I've been having trouble on the internet. And uh, Everyone yeah. always has trouble on the internet, every day. Well, you know what Thomas Hardy wrote? Um, the Return of the Native. Yeah, but in one of his books, oh. The Woodlanders, he said... To every bad, there is a worse. Oh. And I thought my troubles on the computer were bad until yes. this happened. And yes. this lovely woman, so I thought, yes. told me to type something in, you Uh-oh. know. And, yes. um, and what I was doing, I was giving her access to my computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had to type in, and she tried to get me to sign up to uh, PayPal. Uh, you know, and... Uh, I've had to type in my uh, my debit card details, and so this was all going to going to her. And then she got me to go out to the, go to the post office to get a moneygram because what? Well, she put it into PayPal. Uh, she instead she said that they owed me two hundred pounds. Mike, how much money did you give her? I did, Ian, it, uh, it, at least I didn't give her anything. Okay. But um, has she now got access to your computer? Well, I've, um, I've told everybody, you know, that, that needs to know, and my, my debit card has been stopped like yours, and I'm getting but a new one. But has she got access? Because sometimes when you type things into your computer, it means they can remotely access your computer. 
Yeah, I think that's what she did. Oh, mate, what are you going to do about that? Well, I've uh, taken the, um, I've switched the uh, router off and, you know, pulled out all the wires uh, as I was pulling out what's left of my hair. And uh, it's been a very unpleasant day. Yeah, I bet it has. I bet it has. You're going to need someone, I would suggest, to look at your computer and make sure that they've, um, that they haven't installed something. Yeah, that's right. Yes, I've got to do that. And I've got to, like you, uh, you've already been to the bank. I've got to, yeah. um, I've got to go tomorrow and squeeze it in, you know. Oh, cheeky. Um, um, Mike, listen, thank you very much. It's not the best line. You've reminded me. Catherine, I've just sent you an email that'll come through in a bit. Um, I had one of those people that wanted me to access, wanted to access my computer and I recorded it. But I'm sending it to Catherine because I seem to remember got a little bit sweary on both sides. So could you listen to it? It's about five minutes long um, and and bleep it. Has it come through? If you listen to it and bleep it, that'd be brilliant. Thank you, Catherine. Um, Yeah, I had... um, one of these 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 people phone up and they it was so obvious they wanted to access my computer. Um, Jay is on the line. Evening, Jay. Good evening. Ian. Good evening, Jay. What do you have for uh, us this evening? Uh, I know how they um, made the phone number appear like it was Barclays phone number. How did they do that? Well, you get these um, text mass text uh, programs, and anyone can use them. <clears throat> uh, it's the same as, um, uh, you know, the mass email uh, programs that you get. Uh, like, uh, I don't know, uh, there's loads of them out there anyway. But you don't actually have to, you can spoof a from, what's a from address or a from number. So you can get emails that appear to be, you know, when you get emails. But, it's, but it's the emails, email I get the emails. I know you can yeah. fake emails. Cause I've had emails from myself in the past. Yeah, but this was a text. And then, and, and then... Then when the real Barclay sent me a text, it yeah. came up under the same conversation. It's the same thing. So, so, so the all they have to do is know the Barclays number that they use because because they're, they're all no reply. A lot of them yeah. are no reply um, numbers anyway. So um, some of them are no reply numbers anyway. So all they have to do is know that number and they could spoof it. So it's not really come from that number. It's come from a program, yeah, from from a server somewhere that's sending out these texts. Absolute, um, absolute scumbags. Absolute if you know the number, scumbags. though, I mean, you, I mean, surely the, the police would get involved, wouldn't they? Can you, can you not call the police and well, file a complaint? Well, do you know what? Actually, um, Jay, I will call the police tomorrow. That's that's a really good idea. What so I suspect there'll be a fraud squad in your local. Um, yeah, but here's the uh, thing about the the because I remember doing this at the, when we were at the BBC doing you know we do straight stuff the the fraud department of the police um they don't really follow stuff up they're there just to log the complaints and so then okay. it's it, it, it's action fraud isn't it and they, they, they the are... more you report it you might you might stop them using i mean to be honest the numbers probably burnt now anyway but they, they might be able to uh, uh i will the number Jay, you know what it's an excellent idea and I, and I haven't thought of that i will call the police tomorrow and i will pass them on but i know for a fact that action fraud thank you for that jay Action fraud don't do anything. I can't remember what the stats are, but I think it's something like they only investigate about 25% of the um, complaints that they get. It's really low numbers, really low numbers. But yes, I will, I will call 
the police tomorrow. Thank you. That's that's exactly what I'll do. Caddick! Good evening! Good evening, Caddick! Hey, boss. I'm all right, thank you, Alan. Oh, uh, about the bank. Yeah. Not good. Well, it, it, they didn't get anything apart from my time. I wonder if all banks are like that. Um, like what? Like you've had a traumatic time with Barclays. Well, no, but I didn't have a traumatic time with Barclays. I had a traumatic time with some crooks. You ran now in the Barclays name. Who is? There's crooks. Well... I think mean, Barclays bad mouth their name enough as it is. I, I don't quite know what your point is, Alan. No, they, they use Barclays' name yes. for criminal activity. Yes, I know. And they I, shouldn't I, have done that. It's nice of you to summarise the last 45 minutes of the radio show. Well, uh, for all new people coming in all the time. Oh, literally, they're, literally, they're turning their radios on at a moment's notice. And um, you're, you're right. We should do recaps every 12 to 15 minutes, I think. Yeah, and remember, guys, because you can talk about anything you want. Yes, what, Alan, what what on earth are you banging? You're you're being even more disjointed than normal. Um, um, I'm not even asleep yet. No, no, well, I don't don't know if if you are asleep or not. No, um, no, I want want to talk about something which I can't because it's banned. Theresa May. Okay, well, thanks for... Well, Theresa May isn't banned. I've got... Was was Alan even more random than usual? He felt even more random than, um, than per usual. Um, we've got David Hickson on the line from the Fair Telecoms campaign. Good evening, David. Good evening, Ian. David, what is... Tell me what the Fair Telecoms campaign is. Uh, we're a sort of pressure group and a bunch of sort of people who know quite a lot about these things. Oh. We've contributed to various shows on your channel on a number of occasions. I heard you were talking about nasty things happening on yes. the telephone. Yes. And I just wondered if we could be of any help well, in, in filling in on some of the things you've been discussing. Well, yeah, if you... If you got, I don't know how much you've heard, David... Uh, not a great amount. Okay. One of the things I believe you were talking about yes. earlier, if I can pick up on this, yes. is people who advertise on the internet numbers which aren't the proper numbers to get through to certain organisations. That, that happens a lot, does it? It does happen an awful lot. These people are essentially scammers yes. who promote slightly more expensive than normal numbers. What happened was they used to do this on very expensive numbers, but then some tight regulations were brought in. Well, some of them have continued, but what an awful lot of them have done is switched to using just the 0843 particular numbers. Now, if ever anybody sees an 0843 number... Yes, that's the one I've been calling today. ...to a government department... The government, as part of our efforts, amongst others, have now abandoned all of their expensive numbers. All government numbers now will either be an ordinary geographic number or an 03 number, both of which cost the same. 03 numbers are perfectly okay. So if you contact to your government departments, or indeed most organisations now, it'll either be an 01, 02 or 03 number, that's fine. If you see an 084 number advertised on the internet, 
the chances are it's somebody who's trying to rip you off. Uh-huh. You often won't know you're doing it because they're really clever. They put the call straight through to the people you're calling, so you don't even realise that you're going through a third party. What these, um, what this clever scammer these people did today was they texted me and said they texted me and it made it look like it had come from Barclays, saying oh there is fraudulent activity. Phone this number urgently and then when you phoned up of course in a state of panic as you would be um it even had the beginning the recorded message you get at the start of barclay's phone calls yeah. it was incredible oh crikey they're very sophisticated they're getting more and more sophisticated david um that that is is very wicked one of the things which we have been pressing for is people like the banks to introduce a very specific protocol, or alternatively, don't ever do it at all, mm. if they ever need to speak with customers on the telephone. One way is they should always ask you to call back on a number that's printed on your bank card. Yes. Yeah, never actually try to engage in a conversation with you that they've initiated, but simply say, we have some important information for you. Do you have your bank card there, or do you want to go and look at our website to find a number to call us back on? If you do, give this code, and that'll put you through to our department, so we'll be able to speak to you. Do any of these scumbags ever get caught and arrested? I know a lot of them are abroad. This one was definitely in this, well, I'm pretty sure was in this country. Do people ever get, get, get done for this? Um, the people who front up on this, and I think you've mentioned their name already, is an organisation called Action Fraud. I think you've mentioned... Yeah. I think I heard you mention they're, they're their name useless, a little while ago. They? they are the people who get involved in this. They basically have relationships with all the police services around the country and the national agencies who do with these sort of things they are the people who should be involved in anything such as what you have which is clearly fraud yes. it's got nothing to do with just ripping you off on the telephone call this is criminal That's activity sucks. we can't address this by regulation we can only address this by good practice by the banks and i i certainly I'm trying to encourage the banks never, ever to phone people and engage in conversation. So if anybody tries to do that to you, you know it's a fraud. David, listen, we've got to move on because we're out of time. Thank you very much indeed. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Don't worry, it's not going to be a fraud. We're not going to do frauds all night. Unless you want to. You know the rules, dear listener. Um, You're more than welcome to call in about anything um, you want. And I don't necessarily want this to be... uh, um, people phoning up with their fraud stories, unless you have something you want to, to, to share. We will play a bit later on, after 11 o'clock, the, uh, the, the phone call, um, that I managed to record because they phoned me twice. And the first time I got confused and I put the phone down and then they phoned back and I thought, oh, this is a scam. Right. I'm going to record this. And you, I think you get it about 20 seconds after the phone call has started when I say, can you say that again, please? And we start. Absolute, complete and utter crooks chancing their arm. And I always thought I'd be too clever for it. And today, today, they got me. Got suckered in. I'm blooming furious. 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. We've
Well, you can call in about your usual old goth guff as well. So that was a bit of a ramp for the first hour of the show. I, I feel a lot better for having got it off my chest. Oh three, I can see Catherine laughing at the um, the, the other call we're going to play after eleven. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Take a far out trip into the twilight. You balls that up, Ed. You... No, the computer crashed. Oh, come Hey, then maybe uh, we do need a Nigerian... Um, what's his name? Good luck, Jonathan. No, trust me, I'm a good man, or whatever it is. Uh, don't worry, I'm going to play this. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with Farah. I've never been with anything less than a man. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for living in the movies and TV. But the hardest thing I ever do is watch my leading ladies. Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I've taught ladies plenty it's true I hire my body out the bay Hey, hey I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's Blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay It's only hay Hey, hey I might jump an open drawbridge Or Tarzan from a vine Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That makes Eastwood look so fine Evening, Ray. Evening. My pin number is 0898, by the way. Thank you very much indeed. Anyway, it's, um, well, you've certainly given them money already, because calling an 0843 number um, costs up to 62p a minute. <gasps> Sweet uh, of which, Lord! Of which they get a cut. Oh, well. So you've given them a portion. Yeah, well, they, they've given me an hour's worth of excellent <laughs> award-winning radio, so it's a fair swap. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, I, I get texts from banks that I don't even bank with, you know, mm. so they target, it's, it's random how they target people. Yes. But if they, you know, if it falls in the hands of the, you know, the right victim, then, yes. and heaven knows there's plenty of victims out there. Yes. I mean, just listen to that poor old fellow who nearly handed over 200 quid earlier. Well, it, it, they are, yeah, there's some real um, absolute scumbags out there, and, um, well, there's not a lot you can do. Well, the, the thing about this woman, this this Katie Michelle, no, play it, we'll play it from there, um, is that she sounded so decent and so concerned and so sincere. That was it. She sounded sincere. <laughs> I've never, I've never spoken to anyone, uh, a- any um, scammer before that sounds sincere. They all sound like they're reading a script. But she sounded sincere. Hmm. And you know that computer scammer that you're going to play in a bit. But, yes. um, did he say you've got problems with your Windows installation? And I well, can't remember. Mac at the time. I can't remember because I've I recorded it um, some point last year. So I don't, I, I, I don't remember. I just remember there are swear words in it. 
Uh, which yeah, Catherine has, ble- has bleeped out. Because, of course, there are, uh, you know, Mac users out there who've yes. been told they've got trouble with their Windows mm-hmm. installation. Well, I don't use Windows. Well, exactly. That's the thing, right? Thank you very much indeed. Let's, let's play it out. Let's play it out. You take that phone call. You take sorry, it. Who are, sorry, no, no, who stop, are you? Stop, 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 stop it. Didn't I say take that phone call that came in? Um, so anyway, I don't know when this was. This was some point. Hang on, I can tell you the exact date because I've got it on my, um, on my phone. Oh, flipping heck, this was October 2015. Flipping it! This was ages ago. Anyway, so this, um, I think, vague generalisation. I believe a Nigerian woman phoned up to um, tell me something was wrong with my computer and I told her to F off and slam the phone down, right? Um, And then she phoned back about 30 seconds later and I thought, oh, this is too good to, um, this is too good to get rid of. I'll record them. This is what happened. Sorry, who are you? My name is Shannon Lewis, and I'm calling you from the department of the Tech Helpline. Our company name is the Tech Helpline, and we are the security and the service provider for all the Microsoft and Apple platform computers. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, what, what, what can I do for you today? Like, so, whenever you're browsing the internet from your computer, few unsecured foreign links are getting the access to your computer. Oh, and they are hampering the total security and the service part of the computer in a very high level. So as you are not aware about all these things, that is why you are receiving the call from our end. Am I clear? Uh, you are very, very clear. Not in, in intent or word or deed, but otherwise, yes. What, what, how can you help me and how can I help you? All right, I will provide you the steps through which you have to check the administrative part of your computer. Yeah. And you will understand that what is the current status of your computer. Okay, I've literally and no idea what you're okay. saying, but let's continue. Yes. Mm-hmm. You are going on front of the computer? Yes. All right, your computer is turned on, right? The computer is turned on, yes. Can you tell that from there? I beg your pardon? You can tell that from there, can you? Yeah, obviously. You can see that my computer's oh, turned on. Brilliant. Computer is turned on or not? I will tell, tell you from there. Okay, brilliant. Tell me. Sir, you can see the normal icons of your computer. Yes. Now concentrate on the keyboard at the extreme left-hand bottom corner of your keyboard. I'm concentrating on it. Yes. Yes. What? At the extreme left-hand bottom corner yes. of your keyboard. What key is there? Uh, it is the command key. It is the command key. It is the control key, sir. That's it, yes. Next to that. What, what, why, sorry, why do you need to know what keys I have on my keyboard? Obviously, sir. Keyboard is the main thing which you have to follow the steps. Yes. Keyboard has the main part of from there. Yes. Yes. Well, Where, what, what's the name of your company yes, again? Keyboard. What's the name of your company? Tech Helpline. And whereabouts are you based? West Midlands Coventry. West Midlands Coventry? Yes. Okay. And what's my name? Your name is Upton. Mr. C. Upton. My name is Upton. Yes. Okay, no, fair play, you've got me there. And sorry, so what, what, I don't, I, what are you going to do for me? Because I was on the computer earlier and it was, it was working fine. Uh, 
All right, I do understand, sir, but it might be walking fine from the, uh, like, uh... What's it like in, in Coventry? Where, where did you say you were? Coventry? West Midlands, Coventry? Yes. I know that area very well. I used to work there. Whereabouts? It's on the Globeside building. The what, sir? Globeside building. Ah, the Globeside building. Okay. And, um, and how long have you been working there for? Uh, from last 15 years. Last 15 years. And do you, so do you live locally, then? All right, so just hold on for a second. I'm giving this call to one of my senior supervisors. Ah, almost as if you know that I know it's bullshit, but okay. Hold on. Hello? Hello? A very good afternoon, sir. Well, my name is Sean. I'm one of the senior technical supervisors. Ah, fantastic. Now, can you let me know what exactly can you see on your computer screen right now? Whereabouts are you based, Sean? Well, we are based out of Cambridge. Oh! <laughs> oh, because the last lady just said that you were based in West Midlands, Coventry. Huh? Who said that? The, the lady we just spoke to, and she just said that she'd been working there for the last 15 years. It's almost, Sean, and you'll, you'll forgive me for this, it's almost as if you're all talking out of your ass, and this is bullshit, and this is just a scam to rip off I'm gonna go there and shove it up your alright? Now hang up the call. No, you hang up. You call me, Sean. Sean? Sean? I'd forgotten it got quite so tight. Oh, it got quite so tense at the end. <laughs> West Midlands, Coventry, or Cambridge? You decide, guys. You decide. Um, fun with scammers. Fun with scammers. Malcolm's on the line. Good evening, Malcolm. Good evening, Nan. Good evening. What if someone tells about this? Um, what kind of people in Discord? You want to, you sound like the lady that we just listened to then. You want to talk about what? The death cord, they're too great, like, because uh, you know what, they know what they want. The death cord? Like, uh, the death cord, and that's, uh, people can do what they want. Okay. Uh, they can do what they want, but they want to they want to get, they do what they want. So. Who, so I missed something, Malcolm. Who are, who are doing what they want? The women in just court and others, they do what they want, because what, what they want, want to wear, what, what to wear, like, eh, for people to do what they want. Yeah, and, and your problem with that is? Because something is nice, eh? People, people should do wear what they want, every time they want to go to work. Oh, you're talk- I got you. Right. You're talking about the story that's been in the papers the last couple of days about, um, uh, some women are forced to wear high-heeled shoes when they don't want okay. to. Okay. And do you think what they should have to wear high heeled shoes? No, really. No. They they should be able to wear what they want. They want, want what they want. But they have. But but everyone has to look smart, don't they? Okay. I, I can't argue with you, Malcolm, for several reasons, but the main one being I think I agree with you. I don't think the, the, well, I, I, I don't think women should be forced to wear high-heeled shoes, because, if, if anything, they're bad for them. Okay, yeah, But if they, but, but, if women okay. want to wear high-heeled shoes, 
they should be allowed. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you, Malcolm. Okay, thank you. Nice one, mate. Um, well, you know, it proves that we're getting new listeners. 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Strange old show this evening. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. Robbie. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Robbie. I um, just want to say thank you so much for that first hour. It was of the best radio I've ever heard in my life. Well, Unbelievable. Gosh, blimey. Well, thank you very much indeed. It's, it's, um, it's weird because I was, I was so angry. I was so angry coming into it. I stormed into it. I said, right, Kath, quick, we're going to go and record something now. Um, but, um, well, I'm glad that, that out of, um, out of um, uh, misery comes joy. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, there's always a uh, light somewhere in that, and that somewhere. was brilliant radio. Nice yeah. one. Thank you, Robbie. You're very kind. My heart was beating when the phone was ringing, honestly, when you could hear the phone ringing. So thank you for leaving the pauses in as well. A lot of people would just cut to it. That was radio. That is Catherine's genius. That's a, you, and that's what, because that for me is where the tension is. Is it, is in, it, are they going to answer? What's going to happen? She's gone yeah. away. Is she coming back? That was, that was all down to, uh, to, that was Catherine's excellent judgment. Well, thank you, Robbie. I'm glad you enjoyed it, mate. Well, Robin, um, you said you were a bit confused about how the steak people managed to text you real Barclays number. Yes. Now, I've got something I'm willing to try. I can call you back using any phone number, a number that you can dictate to me. What the hell? And any... if you can't, can you see the numbers? Um, I can see the numbers as they come up. So could you, for example, phone us back? It, well, now, will it work because of the way our switchboard, because we, we, we've got a switchboard? Well, no, it, it should yeah, do. Yeah, Ed'll see it. Ed'll see it. Or Catherine'll see it. Could see it, you? Yeah. Could Could your phone number be sixty nine sixty nine sixty nine? I'll call you back in two minutes. Flipping heck! Let's see what happens. I'm gonna hang on a minute. I'm gonna film this on uh, the old uh, phone, and let's see if this happens. So we're filming this to see if Robbie can call us back on the phone number sixty nine sixty nine. 69. This, dear listener, is what radio was invented for. Oh, I've got to fill in while we're, we're waiting for him uh, to do that. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you can do. We'll have a quick look uh, through some bits. There's some good stories in the papers today. They've been a bit um, ropey recently, but there's there's some good bits and pieces um in there. Oh, including, don't worry guys, there's a cure for dementia. It's mushrooms. It's mushrooms. Do you remember the, um, make room for the mushrooms? Do you remember those? Eat mushrooms. Nope, no phone call from 696969. Fair play. Maybe he was just a prank call and he's never going to call back. You'd have to respect that. Um, eat mushrooms. To fight dementia. Superfood could halt cruel disease. Oh, no, that's not, that's, um, that's Paul from St Albans. Okay, that's not the 69. Um, mushrooms could be a vital tool in the war against dementia, thanks to a key compound, says uh, Reset. Well, hang on, mushrooms can fight dementia? Is that him? No? Okay, well, that's confusing, isn't it? It's Paul from St Albans. There you go. Um, scientists have discovered the fungi 
anyway, basically bullshine. Yes, Paul. Hello, Ian. How you doing? I'm good, thank you, Paul. We're waiting for Robbie to call back on sixty nine, sixty nine, sixty nine. Yeah, they're they're scum these these people. But I was actually well. I don't, let's not call Robbie scum because we, you know, no, that's no, no, no. <laughs> sorry, oh, sorry, you no. meant the scammers? No, sorry. No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't. don't the first time they've. I phoned you. I, I, I started off on the wrong Uh-oh. on the wrong foot. But what I was talking, I was going to talk about was um, yes. the guy that was talking about uh, the women that having to wear uh, high heels. Hang on they- a second. I'm just going to stop this video and start again because that's a very long video of not a lot happening. So I'm starting the video again, and this is a video where we're going to see if Robbie can call in on the phone number sixty nine sixty nine sixty nine. In the meantime, um, we're speaking to Paul. Yes, Paul. Yeah, I was talking about people having to wear inappropriate footwear. Yes. Um, in the 70s, in the sort of glam rock sort of era, yes. I'm, I'm a very non-fashion conscious person. Me too. I decided that, uh, you know, like in Roxy Music and the such, like, um, I'd buy a pair of really, really outrageous um, oh. shoes, and they were like double platform. They were yes. cream and brown. Yeah. With a star on the front. Flipping heck, beautiful, and, man. Uh, I put them on to go to work. I worked in a TV shop. And uh, I got on the bus. Yeah. And uh, went to get off the bus. And fell off the shoes. Oh, mate! How big was the, um, how big was the platform on them? Uh, maybe three, four... Inches. I really wish I had them now. They'd be museum pieces. Well, yeah. I mean, they were... Because, the, uh, listen, I'm a big fan of Kiss, and I know that Kiss used to wear those kind of things, and Gary Glitter, and all those yeah. kind of stars. Mark Bolan, who was tiny, yeah, would yeah. wear these huge, massive stack heels. Um, but I always thought that was just for, for the stage. I didn't realise that people actually wore them they, yeah, out and about. They, they tried to. They tried to. You absolute suckers. Yeah. Absolute yeah. suckers. You haven't got, you haven't got them now. No, no, I think I wore, wore them twice and probably <laughs> <sold> them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Paul, listen, yeah. thank you, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Um, well, Robbie's not called in. What a muppet! What a muppet! Maybe he, maybe he was a scammer. Oh, did you see today that um. The, the, the American press secretary, Spicer, was his name? Spicer. Will Spicer. He tweeted out um, passwords today. He tweeted out two passwords. Is it two passwords he tweeted out? What? What an absolute plum. He tweeted two things that were obviously passwords. But he's been in the job. Is it like his third day? He's been in the job. And he's completely ballsing it up already. You don't need scammers when members of the American government are tweeting out passwords. I hope they're not the nuke codes. Twitter's been a weird place today, right? There's a lot of angry people on there, understandably so. Um, there's, but it, <laughs> there's been a lot of um, weirdness. So there's that, that Sean Spicer fella tweeting out secret passwords. And then Lee Hurst. You see his tweet? It's here on the screen in front of me. You're, this is to do with the torture thing, right? Um, your baby is tied to a time bomb. You have the terrorist. He tells you you have one hour. Do you hashtag torture him to find your baby or let it die? What? What? 
cue many, many um, funny tweets, including this one. For sale, time bomb, never worn. Um, there was a very good one about... Um, the um the, the, there are two terrorists one tells the truth and one only lies and your the baby is hitler what do you do now but i just thought what a weird i mean what he's saying is he's for torture all right fair enough but what a strange bizarre why is why are they going to put a, why why are isis going to put a bomb on a baby and like leave it for 60 minutes why are they why would they do that why would that be an important thing that they felt needed doing and also you do get the feeling that 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 people who are advocating torture against all of the um, reports by various organizations including the cia that says generally it doesn't work of course there will be exceptions but generally it didn't work um They've watched too too many episodes of 24, because it works in that. I remember one episode of 24 where um, Jack Bauer didn't have much time, and he needed the information. So he tied the fella up, and he threatened to shoot him, and the bloke said, I'm not telling you. So he shot him in the knee, and then he told him straight away. So in 24 it works, but I, I, I wonder if it would work. Has Robbie called back yet? Where has Robbie gone? What was that all about? What if I get home and I find that my home phone has received several calls from a phone number 696969? Ah, now, here's something, and I'm saying this, and this, this sounds like a joke, and I don't mean it to be a joke, and I nearly tweeted it, and then I deleted it, um, because I thought people would think I'm making light of it. I'm not. Someone like... John Ronson or Louis Theroux got waterboarded for a show, right? And I would like to, I would like, I would find it interesting to be waterboarded. Can we find somewhere that will waterboard me? Now, waterboarding, it was Louis Theroux or John Ronson. Pretty sure it was one of those two. And they lasted about eight seconds before they stopped and what it is it's um what well, I, I don't I got, it, 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 you're not like getting shoved underwater but it's the feeling is like you are drowning can we find there's got to be Catherine and this is genuine because I think it's an award-winning radio can we find somewhere where oh whoa hang on a minute don't answer it don't answer it let me film this let me film this. Hang on a second. Let me film this. Look at that phone number. Look at that phone number. Hello? Is that sixty nine sixty nine sixty nine? How the flipping hell did you do that, man? And it's even got a voice changer. I mean, I'm not using it now, but I can even change my voice. Do the the, use it. Change your voice. It's gone. This is outrageous. This is this is Robbie Sweet who used to um, troll me back in the day, and then he then this is the sign of a gentleman, a, a young man maturing. He came to an event I was doing and apologised for subjecting me to. Um, well, it wasn't it was abuse is perhaps a strong word. He was just a bit, bit annoying, and now he, now he's t- he's grown up. 
into the most charming, polite young man that um, pranks call, prank calls me from fake phone numbers and uses the voice changer. Is, it, is that going to take another 15 minutes? Because I'm filming it. I don't know why I'm filming it. I'll tweet it so you can um, see it. Why would I lie to you? Why would I lie to you? Um, so can we find... There will be somewhere a private security firm, X. XSAS that will um will waterboard me. This is a genuine thing, okay? Um I know tomorrow we're talking to is it Rod Argent? Talking to Rod Argent. Next week let's get waterboarded. Okay? It seems like the natural prog- progression. You you know a guy do. We'll do that next week. Because there's all this talk about it. Um and I don't really know what it is. Or, you know, how effective... I don't really know what it is. So, I would like to try it. I don't want to get shot in the knee. Um, but we'll have a go at that, shall we? We'll um, we'll try that. Oh, dearie, man. Got another hour and a half of this to go, dear listener. The, the aircon still isn't working. I'm putting the fan on. But here's, here's how much I care for you. 0344 499 1000. It was Christopher Hitchens. Thank you. Yes, I do want you to send that text. It was Christopher Hitchens. Thank you, Christopher. Um, yeah, thank you very much indeed. I, I, you're absolutely right. What was that in? What, what, what was the programme that that was in? Um, but we'll do it. We'll do it. I'd like to have a go and we'll record it. And uh, we'll film it. We'll film it. If they'll, if they'll allow us. Um, it's so hot, but this is how much I care for you. I'm only turning the fan on during the adverts. Isn't that nice? So that you don't... Because otherwise you get this. You don't want that, do you? No. So I'm suffering for you. Um, do call in, otherwise I'm going to sit here talking absolute guff for the next hour and a half. 0344-499-1000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Um... Oh, there's a weird... Now, look at this. Look at Looky here, looky here. Looking through the papers. Suddenly I'm very tired. Long old day today, guys. Long old day tomorrow. It's the second um, time in a week that I've bailed out going to see Train Spotting 2. This is a strange story. Single again at 79. Jane Fonda splits from lover of eight years. Lover. Lover. That's a, lover. That's such a weird. Word. Lover. And I didn't know she was going out with a gentleman I've been trying to track down as a guest for this show for ages. Jane Fonda is single again at 79 after ending her eight-year relationship with music producer Richard Perry. Who has Richard Perry produced? Who hasn't he produced? Tiny Tim. Harry Nilsson. Everybody. Richard Perry. Um... He has produced everybody, and I have been trying to track him down uh, for the show for ages. Knows we've had recently. Susanna Hoffs, no. Michael Palin, no. But Richard Perry. Richard Perry, 74, confirmed the split, saying, we're still very close. It's not a breakup. It's a shift in the direction of our lives. I just find the word lover... Not because, well, okay, partly because of their age, 
Have Bananarama fobbed us off? We're still waiting for Bananarama? Noddy Holder? We, we, we've been after Noddy Holder for a year. Not heard anything. Um, we care about each other a great deal, and as far as romantic relationships... Hang on a second. Yes, caller! Tracy calling from Barclays. Can I have your account number, please? Oi! That is... Now, if you could... Right, don't... Bearing in mind, you know, we, we, we don't have bad language anymore, but can you say something that doesn't use bad language that's vaguely sexual? Um, OK. Say, say I'm sat here touching my winky. I'm sat here touching my winky. I can see you and see what you're doing. See, that is messed up. What the hell is that app, man? <laughs> well, the reason it's taking so long is, A, the connections take ages to come through, and B, I have to buy some more credit. Oh, <laughs> we could have phoned you back, but OK, right, fair enough. That's uh, all right. No, oh, what? 69, 69, 69, you couldn't. Yeah, oh, OK, no, that's true. That, well, what are you, what is it? Um, it's called Spoof Cards, and it just goes to show that anybody can uh, do it. You just literally type in the phone number you want to do. Do you want a, do you want a man voice, a female voice? Um, do you want to be in a car scene? Do you want to be in a club? Do you want to be in a casino? Off you go. It will dial through to a weird number. Reroute. Back to, thank you for calling to our radio. And here I am. Robbie, so I could literally call someone if I knew your number with your number, and it was sharp on their caller ID. Flipping it. Robbie, I'm going to let you go, because that voice is actually scaring me. But thank you, man. I appreciate the effort that that took. That is creepy, isn't it? Imagine. But imagine getting phone calls. Do, do people get... Because um, we know about the scam phone calls. But do you get the... Um, like, the um, the sex phone calls? It used to be the heavy breathers, didn't it? Do you get the heavy breathers anymore? Is that still a thing? Is that... You know what heavy breathing is. I didn't need to uh, enact it. Is that still a thing, that people do that and get their jollies? I remember my mother-in-law telling me when she was... Um, they lived in America um, years and years ago. And um, they'd moved to this area. Maybe it was Seattle. I can't quite remember. And um, when my father-in-law would go out to work and she had the two babies, so like a three-year-old and a baby, she would get the sex phone calls. Someone, well, someone masturbating down the uh, end end of the phone, and saying all kinds of dirty stuff. And it only happened when um, her husband, my father-in-law, went out to work. And if it, 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 it was, it, it was the weird thing. It wasn't him. It wasn't him. But it's the it's, it's someone who was who was watching. Someone who was watching. People do... Do they still do that? Is that still a thing? I guess that's kind of old-fashioned stalking, isn't it? You know, now now people seem to just go and do the stalking. Oscar-winning actress and passionate campaigner Miss Fonda joined protesters outside Trump Tower in New York earlier this week to rally against the US president's decision. The announcement of the split comes the day after the couple listed their luxurious Beverly Hills home on the market for $13 million. They bought it in 2012 for $7 million. They've made a cool $6 million uh, on a property. Imagine that. Flipping heck. 
I do sometimes think, right, I've, I've, um, I, I, I don't know Duncan Bannertine, but we, we've been at events together and we, 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 we got on quite well. I've not spoken to him for years. He once invited me to go and stay in his, um, luxury, um, holiday villa in the south of France. And like an idiot, I never took him up on it. But you do, when you're in the presence, not, not him now, cause he's not quite so wealthy, but when you're in the presence of someone who's really, really rich, you do kind of think, it's like Gervais follows me on Twitter, or he did. I don't know if he still does. But you kind of think, someone like that could pay off my mortgage. And, it, and they wouldn't, it wouldn't even touch the sides. They wouldn't miss it at all. Just pay off my mortgage and buy me a new car. I wouldn't mind. But you, apparently, it turns out it's bad. You can't ask these people. You can't ask these people to do that. Um, ba 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 ba. So they split up. That's kind of sad, isn't it? There's a lot of sad stories in the papers today. There was the story that James was talking about, and it's um, it's a weird one. This, and I don't believe it. Don't believe the hype. Jesus, I'm, I'm going to put this on a bit because it's absolutely boiling in here. Flipping heck, it's hot. Rob, I'll come to you in a bit. 03444991000. Forget your worries by getting naked. I, now, I do not buy this one bit. This is weird. Stripping off in public may be a key to happiness, say researchers. They found those who take part in naturist activities feel better about themselves, their bodies... And their lives, no. Why would they? I hate being, I'm almost a never nude. I hate being naked uh, uh, anywhere. Very rarely am I naked. In the shower? That's it. That's it. Particularly now I'm still putting on a bit of weight. 16.2 again. Unbelievable. 16.2 again. Because I, I haven't got the energy to go to the gym. I haven't got the wherewithal to go to the gym. Now I'm, I'm doing these pills all over the place. Well, pills, I mean, proper prescribed medication. I mean, pills. I mean, street pills, guys, for crying out loud. I'm 43 years old. I'm too old for that stuff, and you're too old for it, and it's illegal, and it's dangerous. So stop it, okay? And the more time they were fully or partly naked, how can you be partly naked? How can you be partly naked? You, 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 you're either naked or you've got clothes on. The happier they were. Dr. Keon West, pervert, only joking. From Goldsmiths University of London said little or no research has investigated if na naturist activity rather than attitude or beliefs makes us happier. An online survey of 850 Britons found higher contentment and positive body image among those who spent significant time flashing the flesh in public. But have you ever met a nudist? They're weird. When I was, uh, we were at the other place, there was a place called Spielplatz um, nearby. And basically everyone, every six months, someone from that local radio station would go there and do a piece. And I went there and I went and did um, a piece. But I refused to get naked, even in the sauna. And you go, and they were all absolutely delightful, delightful people. And they, um, they threw a curveball in the, they had all, some of the residents there. People live there. Like, naked all the time. But they got in a couple of ringers. 
They had a couple of ringers. They had two hot young women there. Yeah, you see. But you're trying to interview some bloke who sat on a bar stool with it all hanging out. I didn't want to sit down. Meanwhile, at a bear all for polar bears event in Doncaster and British Naturism's water world oh that is meet in Stoke-on-Trent participants experienced improvements in body image and self-esteem the thing about the um naked body is male and female generally generally they're pretty ropey they're pretty ropey aren't they i mean i've never i've never understood the attraction of a penis i've never i haven't i haven't big it it it's just it just you know it's just, it's like so unattractive at least Oh, God. At least women's genitals are symmetrical. You know? The findings in the Journal of Happiness studies will be music to the ears... Oh, this yes, this woman, this personal trainer, Helen Smith, 35, who started the UK's first nude workout classes in Southampton. Come on, guys, really. There's no need for it at all, is there? Um, Rob and Mike, stay there. I'll come to you in a minute. 0344 499 Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. OK, um, the search is on. We are making contact with people to find out if I can be waterboarded. Not to make light of it, not in any way to, um, to have a laugh and go, ho, 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 ho. Have a look at this. I bet it's flipping terrifying. Flipping terrifying. But I just, I suspect it's going to be in a lot of the papers and a lot of phoning shows over the next few months. Um, I'd kind of like to know exactly what it is and how it works. Um, Mike! Hiya! Hey, man! How you doing? Very well, thank you. Very well. What you got for us? Well, waterboarding. Is that, um... A rapper got waterboarded, um, which is on YouTube, Moz Death, and he lasted seconds. Um, but even if you were to do it, it wouldn't... It's one of those things I don't think you'd capture it, because you ultimately would know you're in control of that situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. What I suggest you would be... Yeah. You, you have a fixed amount of time, ten minutes. Oh. They're going to waterboard you for ten minutes. So there's no backing out. There's no backing out! There's no backing out! It's not you that's going to do it! I'll do it. I'll come and do it. I'll no. do it right now. No. I'll do it to myself. Flipping I'm it, from man. Yorkshire. It won't affect me. Put, put, your, put your penis away, Mike. No one's interested in having that waved in their face. Um, I'm not really. I'd, I'd, I'd break after a second. No, I would. I I, I, no, I, I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. But in any situation where you're trying to recreate something, there is an element of um, a, a, of fakery about it. Of course there yeah. is. So, um, you know, I, 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 I appreciate what you're saying, but um, I ain't going to do it that way. You're going to be in control. Well, I, w- I want to be able to say, I want to be able to stop, yeah. 
Oh, I think I'd say more. Nah, I think it freaked me out. But on the subject of exercise, yes. I was at a conference today with what? the person who was responsible for turning around the British Olympics team. The Green Goddess. Um, no. The Mr. Motivator. Really yes. No. Who's the other one? Oh, I only know those two. Oh, there's another one. You know, you know who it is. I don't. I don't. Well, Bear Grylls. No, that fully hair. Oh, Lizzie. With there with the eyes. Lizzie. No, no, with the eyes. She, Lizzie had eyes and hair. Nah, you figured out what I was doing. But no, huh? I know what you mean about being too tired. I've got. Have you been smoking drugs or something? I've got. You're you're rambling like a lunatic tonight, Michael. I've not run for a long time. I'm oh, just it's full the excitement. Of... Exactly. Who doesn't get excited talking to you? It's excitement. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, one, yeah. one more thing about the exercise. Yeah. It, it, it is, I mean, Jim, something I've started doing the past six months, primarily to improve mental health, and it works a charm. Get some, what? honestly, try it, and it will help. What? Get some pre workout. Get some what? It's something called pre workout. What does There's that a mean? Supplement you take. Oh, a no. Supplement you take. No. Oh, no. It, w- it will get you to the gym, and the benefit. It will, it will get. But it's you, a it supplement. What, like, what you like? Mix it with with water and stuff. Yes, you mix it with water. It comes in a variety of fruit-based flavors: water and what? apple. You know. I know fruits. Yeah, I'm aware of the uh, yeah. <laughs> fruits. How, how is that going to make me want? Because the thing is. I, I, I was going to the gym, and I had a, I had about six weeks where I was going to the gym three, four times a week. But now I'm back on these pills. I, I've just, I'm too tired. I've got I've got no uh, get up and go. Well, that's where the pre-workout will counter mm, that. No, you it will. It will no, some. I would I would send you some as a sample, but it is a powder, and I imagine you'd be very suspicious. No, um, it will because you feel you there is. Such a large amount of caffeine in it, you feel like peeling your own face. Well, I don't off. want to have a large amount. Of, I don't want to. Have, if I, uh, hey, funny you mention that. There's a story in um, a lot of the papers today about. Um, I, I didn't really read it. Hang on a minute. Listen to this, right? Coffee dodgers is the uh, the thing. Um, two students almost died. So this is serious. After they each drank the equivalent of 300 cups of coffee in a bungled experiment. Alex Rosetto and Luke Parkin were given pure caffeine in powder form to test its effect on the body during exercise. But a decimal point was put in the wrong place. Uh, Instead of 306 milligrams, Mr. Rosetto had 30.7 grams. You know what that is? Go on. Millennials, snowflakes. No. That would have affected me. No, but honestly, try the try the pre workout. I guarantee you will get results. I guarantee I am not gonna try it, Mike, but thank you very much indeed. Um Um Mr. Parkin got a thirty this is terrible, look, got a thirty two gram dose instead of three hundred and twenty milligrams. The men, both twenty, and in a second year of a sports science degree, suffered a rapid hu- rapid heartbeat. Shaking dizziness and blurred vision. They spent, listen to this, they spent days in intensive care and needed dialysis. Flipping heck, man. Prosecutor Adam Farrer told a court it was a hundred times the dosage they should have been given. If they'd not been admitted to intensive care, they would have died. 
Uh, Mr. Kit Farrow said the average cup of coffee contains 0.1 gram of caffeine. What is, what is, what, what is, what is caffeine? That's actually not a stupid question. I was hesitating because I thought it was a stupid question. It's not actually, it's a clever question. What is caffeine? Because here it's powder. They've got powdered caffeine. I don't know where to take that question. I've no expert to, to discuss it with. A deadly dose for Mr. Rosetto would have been 15.3 grams. The pair and Northumbria University lab technicians worked out their doses according to body mass. But errors were made. Staff had previously used Pro Plus type tablets. Do you remember that? I remember um, years ago being in um, a pub in Slough that I drive past quite regularly now and a wasn't a friend actually i wasn't i I found this this gentleman um highly dubious but there was a thing going around that said if you put a pro plus in a pint of lager you'll be like like drunk but be a bit speedy and be like that of course it did absolutely nothing ridiculous pro plus does that i've I've taken pro plus before when i've needed a burst do they do anything they never work with me um, but switch to powder. Newcastle Crown Court heard the men suffered months of side effects. Um, well, it, uh, okay. Peter Smith, mitigating, said, all those involved are deeply and genuinely sorry. I bet they are. Yes, Rob. Good evening. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, hip, hip. Rob, what you got for us? Um, you were talking about heavy breezes. Yes. And um, I used to work for Nuts magazine. Uh-oh. And uh, we we used to get people ringing us up, even though the uh, they, re- they rang up numbers that were at the back of the magazine, which yes. were uh, the people that worked at Nuts. But actually, I worked in the advertising team, not even anywhere near the girls. But because we had girls on my team whose numbers were listed, people would ring up and just breathe heavily down the phone to the advertising sales girls. Wow. And it was quite entertaining because... You'd actually put them on speakerphone generally. People would phone up and do heavy breathing to the girls that worked in advertising. Yeah, because they had, because basically we worked out they had a girl's name and that was all that these heavy breathers needed and direct line phone number. That's all they need. That's the incentive. It's a girl and the girl won't know it's them, so they can just phone up and head. And so it was, it was just randoms who read Nuts (laughs) magazine. What a surprise. People who read Nuts (laughs) magazines may or may not have been deviants. Uh, uh, They they were just. The idea of them flicking through the mag, realising that the girls were completely unattainable, the ones that were in the pictures. So they just could look at the pictures and then actually hear a girl at the other end of the phone. That's probably enough. Isn't that. Isn't that. But the thing is, in the 70s and the 80s, and it would appear in the 90s, heavy breathing was all the rage. Dirty phone calls. Did they ever say anything? Yeah, sometimes. sometimes. Are you doing it now? It sounds like you're doing it now. (laughs) It's It's getting a bit muffled from time to time, and you're sounding a little bit breathy. <laughs> just very excited, Ian. Oh excited. God, I hope not as excited as those poor gentlemen. That, poor gentlemen, the, the gentlemen that were reading Nuts magazine. But what we used to do, we used to start off with them. Um, the girls would generally go, "Hello, Nuts magazine," and they'd just be talking to them. They go, "Oh, right," and then they'd look at me and they'd be, a, they'd go, "I think we've got a heavy breather." Oh. So we'd then put them on speakerphone, and as as it, they might be talking or they might just be going, uh, oh, oh, and then we'd oh. just go. 
all right, mate, how you doing? Halfway through, just to go, whoa, oh. and then they'd obviously usually hang up. Yeah. Or you'd say, or you'd say, shall I tell you what I'm wearing, mate? <laughs> and that <would> <laughs> Isn't that funny? Isn't that, I, I always, it. I, I never got it. my head around the, um, what used to be the um, 0898 numbers. Um, right. uh, because Not money in that. Well, there's a, well there, but people would phone up and, and it was like, what, what, like £1.50 a minute? Yeah. People must have made a fortune off the back of that. Yeah, I think that kind of died out with the internet kicks in, specifically broadband. I, I, yeah, I suppose so. Do you not... Well, you're right, actually, because cause there is so much available for free, por- like porny stuff that's available for free. Um, I remember when the internet first started, there was... Um, it uh, uh, the kind of the, the the live phone thing moved to um sort of like um webcams wasn't it webcams you could you yeah. could you could go and give your credit card details and you you could you know you'd see a, a, a nudie woman and stuff like that does that still exist where, where people pay for that stuff because everything is free these days well it must do mustn't it because if you, if you not that i ever have but for research purposes if you ever look at porn it's yes. full of than trying to send you to places where you'd obviously have to pay for it. Otherwise, it wouldn't exist all the free stuff, would it? They'd have to, it has to kind of make a business somewhere. Yeah. So someone, I think it's probably if you really, really want to watch a very specific type of porn, that's probably where you end up paying. I suppose so. I suppose so. I, uh, I, I think the thing, when I was at Nuts, it was, I was amazed that people were still buying it, and there are hundreds of thousands every week when there was so much free stuff. Yeah. And and it was the full Monty rather than just boobs, which is what Nuts obviously was. Yeah, Nuts was boobs and bums, of course. Um, yeah. All right, nice one, Rob. Thank you for that. See you later. It does sound like he's he's doing something, though, doesn't it? It really does sound like he's doing something. Um, yeah, why would you pay now for, for Pullman? It's, it's, it's free. Everything is free. You can find anything you want to find online for free now. Strange, isn't it? Strange. I suppose, um, well, the Sun are, are describing um, Harvey's troll, you know Harvey, Katie Price is, is a troll, as the, the sickest troll in Britain. Have they been online? I mean, the stuff that he's sending, saying about Harvey is, is horrendous and is awful and awful, awful, terrible, terrible stuff, but have they been online? Because what i've seen i don't want to say it's nothing because that demeans you know what they've received and what they've received is horrendous but that stuff happens all the time all the time to people um uh, it's very very strange i mean this is why you know twitter and the internet flipping it enough hard to do a show when it's this hot in it it really is unbelievably hot no, don't open the door because I don't. But can we? <laughs> can we get the flipping air conditioning fixed for crying out loud? Another hour of this to go, dear listener. If you want to give me a call, you're more than welcome to. We'll have a little recap in a little bit about some of the stuff that we've been talking about. But you know the rules. You know the rules. You can call in about absolutely anything you want. Do you mind if I have the fan on? Is that too disturbing for you? I'll let you decide. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. You decide. Because if the fan is too disturbing, I'll, I will suffer, um, not in silence. I'll, I'll make a big song and dance about it, but I, I don't want it to get in the way of your listening pleasure. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
What is it? Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday. Thursday going into Friday. That's what it is. Thursday going into Friday. David Bowie's got stamps. Yeah, yeah, David Bowie's got stamps. They're doing David Bowie stamps. Um, are they doing all... Well, that's weird. Because they've got an album cover on there for an album that I... I, no, I don't know much about David Bowie, okay? I don't know much about David Bowie. was never a massive David Bowie fan. I, I find him fascinating... And I like reading about him, and I like hearing interviews with him. I'm just not so keen on listening to his music, and that's fine. It's not, you know, we're all we're all different. We all like different things. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, we all like different things. Um, but I do know that the album from I guess I think it's from the nineties, and I can't read the title because it's tiny on here. Um, where he ha- he's wearing like he's got his back to us. David Bowie fans will know the album. He's got his back to us, and he's wearing, like, a long trench coat that's made out of the Union Jack. You know that album? You know that one? It's got Little Wonder on. Little Wonder, you, Little Wonder. Do you know that song? I quite like that song, actually. Little Wonder, you, Little Wonder. That's that's all I know from it. That's the most of any David Bowie song I can sing. You, Little Wonder, you, Little Wonder. I like that one. Actually, maybe it's a good album. Anyway, they've made a stamp out of that. Sticky Stardust. Sticky Stardust. Oh, Ziggy Stardust. So they've made David Bowie stamps and the mirror come up with Sticky Stardust. No. No, we must be able to do better than that. Ziggy Stardust. Um, Ziggy Stamp Dust. That's not bad. Ziggy Stamp Dust. Let stamps. Yeah, that's good. Let stamps. Um... Um, I'm trying to think of um, ones that puns around little, little Wonder. Do that um, stamp machine? No, hang on. Uh, um, uh, Ziggy Stardust and the spiders from the post office? No, that doesn't quite work. Um, stamp oddity? Stamp oddity would do, wouldn't it? Post oddity? No, it's like Bill Oddy. Bill oddity? Bill oddity? There we go. Bill oddity is what they should have gone with. And the best male pop star award goes to, they've spelt male, M-A-I-L. Oh, by the way, that song was um, uh, The Monkeys. I know! Me and Magdalena, written by a bloke called Ben something from Death Cab for Cutie. Where did they get their name from? Where did Death Cab for Cutie get their name from? From the Bonzos, of course. It's the name of the song, I think, that the Bonzos play in the... Oh, flipping it! Right. So my youngest was at his grandmother's for a bit today, and I went round to pick him up, right? Totally apropos of nothing, he'd drawn me a picture. Do you know what the picture was? It's only a yellow submarine. Yes! And I said, who lives in the yellow submarine? He said, me. I said, no, it's the Beatles. But good try. They got for Christmas the yellow submarine Lego kit with the Beatles. That's good, that. 
Uh, Mail, as in post-pop star award, goes to David Bowie. The star man is to be honoured with a special set of ten stamps charting various stages of his incredible career. It's what he would have wanted. They include images of classic albums such as Aladdin Sane and Hunky Dory and that rubbish one from the 90s where he's wearing a trench coat made out of the Union Jack. Why have they included that? Little wonder. As well as shots from his live gigs. Royal Mail said it will be the first time it's dedicated an entire issue to an individual music artist. Um... Spokesman Philip Parker said Bowie, who died last January, age 69, was at the forefront of contemporary culture for five decades. He added, this celebrates a unique figure and some of his many different personas. Personae? Um, so there's one of the, the last one he did. Then there's Heroes. Then there's that weird one. Then there's an 80s one. Then there's Hunky Dory. And then there's um, one of him live at the Milton Keynes Bowl. David Bowie live at the Milton Keynes Bowl. And apparently, if if you lick them, there's just a tiny, like a little, little couple of grains of cocaine in there, just so you get a numb tongue. I'm joking, there's not! He loved his cocaine, David Bowie, though. He, he loved it in the 70s. In the 70s, when he was the thin white duke, um... There are some brilliant interviews from about 75 to about 78 when it's, he, hadn't, he wouldn't sleep for days. Again, reading this, um, that shock and awe book. Remember we had um, Simon, the gentleman that wrote it, he came on. Um, and David Bowie would stay up for like three or four or five days at a time off his mash and would give these wonderful, rambling, bizarre, um, you know, paranoid interviews and he was really into black magic as well and this thing and he had like um he believed this is how nuts he was right this is how a how nuts he was and b how how um, insane cocaine can make you it's a horrible horrible drug it can make you absolutely crazy um he would draw in his apartment or his hotel room in in uh, is when he moved to la he would have like pentagrams and everything drawn around and he had um like this door drawn into the wall and he was convinced that if he um cast the right spells and took the right drugs the door would open and he could pass through into other worlds David I think you should go and have a lie down I can't sleep I just I can't sleep David Bowie I can't sleep David Bowie on cocaine sounds like to me Barry from Watford I can't sleep I can't, can't get to sleep I'm trying to open my portal to another dimension. Don't do drugs, kids. Here's the thing. When I was younger, all my um, heroes were druggies. They were Keith Moons and Sid Barrett's and Brian Wilson's and all of that. And when you're like 15, 16, I kind of overlooked the fact that they either died, Keith Moon, or they went mentally ill. Mainly because of their drug, you know, uh, uh, you see, Sid Barrett and, and Brian Wilson being the, the two, you know, uh, people, in, uh, main people in point in that. And you, you, isn't it funny how when you're young, you can kind of ignore 
go, yeah, 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 but been the mad genius stuff with all the drugs and stuff. But it's um, it, it drives you nuts, kids. It drives you nuts. Don't do drugs. Like anyone's going to listen to a 43-year-old man on a late-night radio and she go, hmm, yeah, well, I'm just, I've just chopped up a few lines and I'm thinking, but I'm not going to do it because that guy said. But, you know, it's a waste of money, isn't it? 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Late-night with the Illinois Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You've gone quiet on the phones and that's absolutely fine. Up yours then. Up yours. If you don't want to talk, I'll just sit here and go through the papers because there's some weird bits and pieces. Um... Now, this is a headline. This is a proper headline. Um, and it's another musician I don't, I don't dig and I don't get it. Bob Marley and me. Bob Marley and me. Hang on a second. Reggae music helps to calm dogs. What? Um, here's a way. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Here's a way to stop your dog being one of the whalers. That's good. That's a nice line. They let themselves down at the end of the story because they do that thing where they rename some reggae songs um, and and make dog puns. And they're not particularly successful in this. But we'll get there in a minute. Reggae music has a calming effect on stressed canines, a study has discovered. Researchers found dogs like a variety of music. Like a variety of music. Why were researchers doing this? But the bouncing drum and bass rhythms. (laughs) Bouncing drum. Played by the likes of Bob Marley, Gregory Isaacs and Toots and the Maytals had the biggest soothing effects. Here we go. Here we go. Animal welfare charity, Scottish SPCA, carried out the study with Glasgow University. Anyone? Staff piped music. Piped music? You don't get piped music anymore. Piped music was when music used to literally come through pipes. Used to literally come through pipes. In some hospitals... They still have, well, I, I guess they're probably not working, but they still have um, the um, the pipes, and you would plug these headphones in, and it, well, they weren't electrical headphones, with the, like, they were like a little sort of tube, like a straw, and you'd put them in your ear, and the music would be piped through. Piped music. Muzak is a company, isn't it? Muzak is a company in America that makes Muzak. Imagine. Imagine, um, imagine doing that. Anyway, staff piped music into kennels at its rehoming centre in Dumbarton. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The animals seemed keen, also seemed keen on soft rock music by bands such as Fleetwood Mac and Foreigner. Here's the thing: it's the thirtieth anniversary of Tango in the Night. The thirtieth anniversary of tango in the night how do i know this uh because they're bringing out one of those big box set special 
additions with all the um, extra. Actually, let's have a little look. Cause, uh, let's see what's on the extra. I imagine Amazon will have it listed. Hang on, hang on a second. Bear with me, caller. Um, Tango in the night. Um, deluxe. Flipping X 62 quid for the deluxe. Five discs of Tango in the Night. A fine album. So disc one is the album. Disc two, demos, early versions and instrumentals. <sighs> disc three. Oh. Oh, God. Disc three has got the f- four versions of Big Love. Extended remix. House on the Hill dub. Piano dub, remix edit. Um, and then, oh God, then one, two, three, four, four versions of Family Man, which I think is quite a good song, isn't it? Family Man. Extended vocal remix, I'm a jazz man dub, extended guitar version, and the bonus beats mix. Ah! So already by disc three, they've kind of lost me a little bit. Disc four. Well, one of them's a video... I'm not sure what that is. Then disc five, I'm not... Oh. Well, then it's just like remastered versions. I, 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 oh, maybe disc four and five. Are they vinyl? Because sometimes they put vinyl in, don't they? Um, I don't know. I, do you know what? I like that record. I'm not prepared to spaff 62 quid on a box set of that. That is probably not going to happen. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, Glasgow University's professor, Neil Evans, said, The response to different genres was mixed, highlighting the possibility that, like humans, our canine friends have individual music preferences. That said, that said, reggae music, it'd be Scottish, wouldn't it? Hey, Scottish. Hey, that said, hey, that said, reggae music and soft rock showed the highest positive changes in behaviour. PhD Amy Bowman, PhD student Amy Bowman, who helped with the study, added, I am a wee lassie from Kilmarnock. The research clearly shows music has an effect on dogs' behaviour. Aye. Scottish SPCA now plans to install music systems into all its rehoming centres in a bid to keep any stressed or upset dogs calm. WTF? Head of Research and Policy, Gilly Mendez Ferreira, said, In the future, every centre will be... No, I could... No. In the future, every centre will be able to offer our four-footed friends a canine-approved playlist. Oh, for God's sakes! I know what you're doing. You're trying to raise awareness about the fact that there are dogs that need rehoming. I know what you're doing. So just stop being idiots about it and banging on about Bob Marley. In the... I can't. I'm trying to do Scottish. It's coming out Spanish. Mexican. Mexican. Speedy Gonzalez. In the future, every centre will be able to offer our four-footed little friends... (laughs) I can't make myself laugh there. Again, I approve playlist with the view to extending this research to other species in our care. In 2015, the charity released the study that showed the impact that classical music had on dogs. Be- oh. 
Oh, right. OK. So here we get... Honey, I'll come to you in a minute. 03444991000. Here we get to the fun bit, right? Where they've chosen some reggae songs. Not Bob Marley. They've chosen some reggae songs. Bob Marley. And uh, they've made them... Um, dogs. They don't work. Right, the last one is... I'm gonna, the last one is anything by Shaggy. Right? The best one is... I bit the sheriff. I quite like that one. Rexodus. I guess that's Exodus, is it? That's a Bob Marley song. Red Red Wine. You can get it if you really bark. I mean, come on, guys. That's rubbish. And past past the Yorkie. Or past the Duchy. Past the Doggy, it should be, shouldn't it? It shouldn't be anything, really. And Mr Doberman. I don't get that one. I don't get that one, honey. Oh. Uh, I don't really, I, I don't really like um, reggae music. I find the um, the beats too fat for me. I never really got into it. To be honest. No, it's um, it, it it sucks. It sucks. How are you, honey? What can I do for you this evening, please? Well, I don't really have a point. I just thought I'd call because you were saying no one is calling. Yeah, no one. No one's um. No one's. Everyone's decided they've had enough this hour, and um, <laughs> well, the first two hours were wonderful and joyous and full of the springs of spring. Um, th- this hour, everyone seems to have gone to bed, which is absolutely fine because it's twenty-five minutes past twelve on a Thursday evening. What person in their right mind would be up at, th- th- at this time of night? Me. Yeah. I don't have a job, so. Oh, have you not? No. Oh. What do you want to do when you grow up? I want to make films. Did we not talk about this before? Oh, did we? I was. I don't remember. I don't. I dump all of the information that I glean in each show. Um, I dump it from my mind as soon as the show is finished. Fair enough. Why? Well, so you want to make films? Well, go and make films. It's it's hard without money and lots of friends. Well, the <laughs> the friends thing is difficult. But you, oh, you, you, you buy a half decent camera and go and make films. True. I do have actually like a really nice camera well then go and make yeah well then go and make okay. films <laughs> can i just tell you something really interesting about um, myself yes you can i recently got into cat stevens cat stevens brilliant yeah good. he's being followed by a moon shadow moon good. shadow moon shadow <laughs> and if i ever lose my way and if i ever don't day, <laughs> and if i ever lose my way away i won't have to walk no more and if i ever lost my le- mouth or my teeth nothing that's in it and if i ever lose my mouth away I won't have to sing no more Because I am being followed by a moon shadow I don't like that one, actually <laughs> that... Well, I don't have to see him live anymore, thanks uh, No, well, you don't um, I, 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 I like Cat Stevens I nearly wrote a book about Cat Stevens Oh But I could Well, I didn't get round to it Because it, it dawned on me, actually It'll be a lot of work But I know everything there is to know about Yusuf so Oh, if... you should tell me Well, uh, I... This is what we'll do for the last 35 minutes of the show. Um, mm-hmm. If anybody's got any questions about um, uh, Georgios Stephanos, I think his name was. <laughs> that was his name. That's not racist. That was his name. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Georgios Stephanos, uh, a.k.a. Cat Stevens, a.k.a. Yusuf Islam, um, 0344 I can answer them all. 
What about that um, schoolgirl thing then? <laughs> Sorry. That schoolgirl thing. What school? That he had. What schoolgirl thing he had? Oh my. Well, I'm not going to explain it. You're going to have to look it up yourself. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Let's just. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, mm, mm, mm. Right, let's Google. Oh! I didn't know that. I did not know that. Well, you do now. Um. Oh my gosh! Hey, that's Pamela. Um. Oh no. Oh my. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Flippinick! Flippinick! Have you found the link I found on the datalounge.com? Uh, probably. Flippinick! Ah! Ah! Ah, good, well, good, you know, good for him. It's a bit of fun. <laughs> it is a bit of fun, but it's highly inappropriate. Good, well, anyway. Um, but he's good, yeah, he's good, he's brilliant. You know, uh, uh, I'm speechless after that, honey. Good. Thanks very much. Anything else? No. Thanks for calling. Um, 0344 is the telephone number. Yes, James! All right, Bob. Hey, man. How's it going, mate? Yeah, it's all right. You know, the the, the show, bit of bit of wind has been knocked out of our sails a little bit in the last hour of the show, and that's fine. That's fine. That's just the way it goes sometimes. Sorry, I've not listened to this show in a couple of weeks. That's all right, man. Life life goes on, doesn't it? It does, mate. It does. Life goes on. So you doing? Um. I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm, my doctor is messing around with my medicine and my pills and things. Same as me, mate. Really, how, how are you finding it? Um, uh, sort of a struggle. In what way? Um, they've upped my meds and I don't know why. Yeah. So I'm on weird medication and I swear they're counteracting with each other. Yeah, it's um, it's a tricky little bit of uh, chemistry, isn't it, to to get everything to work in unison. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, um, I'm I'm, get, I'm waking up with terrible, terrible headaches. They, it was better today than it has been, but waking up with an absolute blinding headache. Um, and right now I'm feeling quite nauseous, and I, I really thought I was going to throw up about fifteen minutes ago. I had a little thing where I felt I felt it rising. Um, so I'm struggling, I'm struggling with that, and I'm tired, and I'm lethargic, and as you know, I've, I've got all that kind of stuff um, yeah, going I've got on. Yeah, that with my new pills, but yeah, as long as I'm out working and with the dogs, it's kind of okay. Yeah, yeah. How long? Because I've only been on these new pills for about well, it's just over a week. It's it's nine days, in fact, because I've got to take my I take my next half dose tomorrow, and then on Saturday I go up to the full dose. That'll be fun. But so it's early days for me. How long How long's it been for you? Um, I've been on them for about a week, week and a half. Yeah, now. and it's about. I bet they said it's about three or four weeks, isn't it, before it it, it starts taking effect? Yeah, but it's the countermeasures of antitrypsiline and trazodone. You oh, tramadol? Did you say? Trezodon. Trezodon. I don't. I don't know that. I don't know that. It's just. Oh, I don't know what it's for. You sound a little bit slurry, but maybe that's just because you're 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 tired anyway. Because it's half past twelve. Oh no! I didn't finish work till ten o'clock. Oh, man. Sorry. Hey, how's the flat going? 
It's, it's all right, mate. Yeah, you, 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 you've not been kicked out yet? No. Bonus. I pay my rent. Absolute bonus. Um, I'm starting work at seven o'clock in the morning. Oh, man alive. And working the majority of the day, but the bonus is I can take my dogs with me. Oh, that's all right then, isn't it? A bit of company. And the governor's sort of all right. He delivers leaflets. Yeah. In a box outside my door with the roads I've got to deliver them on. Strict instructions. Yes, indeedy. How, and what have you, wh- wh- whereabouts are you in terms of making the flat home? What what kind of stuff have you got? Have you got pictures and things like that? Um, I've got a couple of posters on the wall. Yeah, of what? Um, I've got a picture of the Joker. Hey, my boys would love that. Yeah, I've got a picture of, oh, don't even know, you can explain it. Uh-oh. Is it the Mona Lisa with a spliff? No, Good. nothing like that. Good. Because I don't take drugs. Good. Apart from medication drugs. There we go. Well done. It's one of them old sort of 60s posters with a bird advertising Nuke Solar. Nuke Cola. Nuke. A bird advertising Nuke Cola. Yep, as you do. As you do. And I've got a picture of a monkey with a set of headphones. <laughs> well, there you go. That'll do, isn't it? I'll tell you what, did you you ever, um, did you ever play, um, old video, do you ever play video games in the 90s? Dude, I was around when Pong started. Well, okay. But it doesn't preclude (laughs) you. I'll tell you why, because my boys, we've just, we, we had the most fun tonight playing, um, I've downloaded on the Xbox, right, the very first Sonic the Hedgehog. And I wasn't sure. I remember playing Sonic when I was about 16, 17. We used to go around to this uh, this guy's house, Pepsi Cola Khan, we used to call him, Nur Khan. And um, we, 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 you know, we get drunk and we play Sonic. And um, I've not played it for years and years and years. And I download it for like two quid on the Xbox. And I tell you what, James, the boys were in hysterics playing it. Absolutely so cool. in hysterics. You should try and get him on an old-school Sega game called Auto Beast. Oh, now, I never understood... Auto Beast was where you'd, like, turn into, like, a werewolf or something, wasn't it? Yeah. I yeah. could never get my head around that. That was a brilliant game. Yeah, it, it looked good. I know what you mean. But it, it, what's nice is the fact that they're digging these old, um... These old games. Or Kid Chameleon. God, flipping out, you were an old gamer. I remember all this stuff. Do you remember Alex Kid in Miracle World? Yeah. Yeah, you should like a bit of that. You should like a bit of that. James, listen, I've got to go because I'm late for a break. All right, brother. Nice to speak to you, man. Thanks for checking in. Have a good one. See you later on. Honestly, we were in about an hour and a half. We were playing Sonic. And what was good, They were all t- we were all taking turns. Because most of the games they've got now, they play all these Lego Star Wars games and Lego Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff. And they're all two-player, and this was the first time they played... Not the first time, actually, but 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 they don't play single-player games too often. But they were all sitting there, taking turns, and I was having... It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Love a bit of Sonic. Lee, stay there. I will come to you in a second. 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Lee! Hello. Hey, Lee. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Lee. Uh, I would like to say, uh, first of all, I apologise. I fell asleep for most of your show. Oh. But I listen every night. Well. I woke up. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. And you were talking about meds. 
Yeah. Well, I've just changed my meds. Uh-oh, it's, it, 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 it's the season for everyone to change their meds. Well, I was on an injection of Purportil, but they run out of that because the, the pharmaceutical company decided to stop doing it. So they put me on Palperidone. Oh, right. I don't know. I don't know what these drugs. I don't know what they mean. But how, how are well, you? Fi- yeah. How are you? How is it making you feel? I'm hallucinating. Oh, that's that's um, that, that sounds like it's not an antipsychotic. It's a psychotic. Well, it's because I'm swapping from one med to the other. I've only had two injections so far of the new med. Yeah. And um, I'm hallucinating. Uh, is it visual or aural? Arrow. So you're hearing stuff? Yeah. Yeah, man. What are you hearing? Diabolical stuff. I'm hearing people from my past. Uh-oh. Say, say mean, mean stuff, yeah? yeah? Always. It's always been mean stuff. Yeah. All the time. Can you... I tell you what, because I've been reading about um, auditory hallucinations, right? Because I've been reading a lot about Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys, who get, who still has voices telling them they're going to kill him and all this kind of stuff. And I've been, right, I've just, psychotic. Yeah, yeah, I, I was, just finished his autobiography, which is a really interesting read. I wonder how much he actually had to do with it, but it's a really interesting read. Um, uh, uh, how, do you, how do you deal with these voices, Lee? Do you, um, do you try and block them out? Do you talk to them? What, what techniques them. have you got? I talk to them. Right, and how does that go? Not very well. Yeah. But, you know, it's, um, it's been happening for about, since 2002. Yeah. So what's that, 15 years? Yeah, yeah, it is now, yeah, I suppose, blimey. And it, was, it took him 10 years to inject me with um, Pavortal. Right. They used to give me tablets, but I wouldn't take them. Well. Because I hate swallowing tablets because it makes me feel sick. Yeah, I know what you mean. When you hear these voices, do you always know that, uh, I, don't, I don't want to say not real, because that, that demeans the experience slightly. When you hear these voices, do you always know that they are coming from within your head, or are there times when you think that those people are, are there in the room with you? I don't think they're in the room with me, but I think they're broadcasting in. Right, OK, OK. And so I believe the, the, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do believe them. Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a fairly... I would, I, it sounds ironic, but I'm a fairly rational bloke. Yeah. And I tend to think... Okay, this isn't real. But uh, a second later, I'm like, oh my god! Ah. Yeah. That must be hard work, man. Yeah, it is, yeah. Must be exhausting. Pretty much, yeah. But um, I may do. Um, are they? Are they talking? Have they been talking to you tonight? Yeah. And what kind of stuff do they say then? Well, I've been travelling through time. Oh man. And uh, in my past. And it's to do with um, a visit with a psychiatrist. Right. And I bet, I bet it's always the miserable stuff that, that, that you, you, you go to when you're travelling through time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I was speaking to the psychiatrist and he got really aggressive with me. Oh, man, alive. But I don't know if it's real or if it isn't real. Yeah, of course not. It's hard. To, the, the, mind, the mind cannot tell between the real and the vividly imagined experience. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, when are you seeing your, um, your psych team or your doctors next? Um, well, I don't know. Um, I see, I see a CPN every week, and I have, um, key workers come around twice a week. Yeah. Um, and I get an injection every month. Well, you know, hang in there, man. Well, I'm working on it. Yeah. 
Good luck, man. A bit of a nutter, obviously. Well, you know, literally and metaphorically, but we, we all are to a certain extent. <laughs> Hang in there, Lee. I hope things work out. Thank you. Cheers, man. Bye-bye. That is the battle that some people have to do on a daily basis. Imagine him. It just must be, um, must be exhausting, mustn't it? Having to carry that around. Honestly, this Brian Wilson book, I, I put off reading it for ages because I read the Mike Love one and I didn't really want to go straight into the Brian Wilson one. I didn't kind of want to read a Beach Boy story again um, so soon. But I read it last week. And um, you do wonder, I mean, he's not written the book. He's, from from what I can gather, he's had about 12 one-hour interviews with the guy that's written the book, and the guy has written the book. And I've interviewed Brian Wilson. And, um, you know, you kind of um, wonder exactly how aware he is of what's going on. It's it's a strange experience in interviewing Brian. Um, so the book, I'm always reading it and thinking, well, yeah, but he hasn't written this. But he hasn't written this. But then most autobiographies aren't written by the person that they're about. They're most of them are ghost written. At least this says on the front, Brian Wilson with the name of the guy. Um, but it's a it's 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 a brilliant book, and it's funny Lee mentioned traveling through time because this book is non-linear, and um, and I like autobiographies that are non-linear. There aren't many. The Bob Dylan one is um, the Bob Dylan one is, is actually is a brilliant read and it, it, it just hop the, the Neil Young one isn't is, is non-linear it just hops about through time and Brian the Brian Wilson one he'll be talking about there's a weird bit where he goes and visits he wants to go and visit Kokomo it's it's weird it's a really weird book but but thoroughly enjoyable he wasn't on the Kokomo record um, and then someone tells him he's near Kokomo. He says, oh, can we go and visit? And then someone says, well, Kokomo isn't real. He goes, I know that. And then suddenly it's 1963. It's weird, but it's good. It's a good read. Um, oh, God, look at the time. Twenty Less than 20 minutes to go, dear listener. And I'm going to tell you about a place that's won the best breakfast in the world. And then they have a picture of the breakfast. And you look at it, you think, that's not a breakfast. 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Now, look at this. It's what can only be described as. A poncy breakfast. If I was given this breakfast, I'd go, and, and sorry, where's the rest? This is the modest fry-up that helped a B&B to be voted best in the world. Flipping heck. Um, it's £115 a night. Be a B&B for 115 quid a night. Um... Top, Clive and Lisa Orchards, £115 a night, Bindon Bottom. Oh, chance we a fine thing. Topped TripAdvisor's poll with a guest writing, I can't stop ordering Clive's full English. It's the best. Lisa, 42, of Wareham, Dorset, said, People rave about Clive's breakfast. It's all organic and locally, locally sourced. But this is it, right? It's two very tiny sausages, fr- one fried egg, Four mushrooms, two rashers of bacon, and three tiny, um, I don't know what that is. Um, hash browns, that's the word, that's it, hash browns, the tiny ones. But then in the middle, 
in a pot. The baked beans are in a pot in the middle. Why would you do that? I mean, I struggle enough in a greasy spoon when the toast comes on a separate plate. Get the toast under... You want the toast under the beans and the egg. Of course, he's got the beans in a pot in the middle. One trip advisor punter grumbled, I can get just the same and twice the amount in my local calf. I do... Well, it's it. I don't get the beans in a pot. What is wrong with having exactly? You just tip it out as soon as it comes. You tip that out. All right, beautiful. Have that on there. Of course you do. That's what you do. Some people, huh? Some people. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Yeah, yeah. Well. It's coming towards the end of the show. It's the last ten minutes. Let's spend the last ten minutes going through those all-important national television awards, shall we, guys? Uh, Mary, what, what did Mary Berry won? <laughs> Mary Berry won best TV judge. What is? What does that? E- what? How is that even a thing? That's not a thing. Best TV judge? Mary Berry? I mean, oh, that's not even a thing. How can that be? Apparently, it's a thing. She's been dubbed the doyenne of baking and queen of the Great British Bake Off. But Mary Berry has now got a new title. The best TV judge in Britain. Ah, Say what? The 81-year-old, 81A appeared oh i mean she's great i'm not knocking mary berry i think she's from what what little i know about her i think she's brilliant but best tv judge eh? the 81 year old appeared overwhelmed by her victory at the national television awards last night and punched the air with joy she said she'd assume len goodman <laughs> who recently stepped down as strictly... I mean, it's, I'm saying these words, and I know what these words mean, but it, it feels very strange to be saying this stuff. Uh, she thought Len Goodman would win the award and was shocked when her name was called. Speaking backstage at London's O2 Arena last night, she said... I'm ve- did, did Dermot was going to sing, wasn't he? Did Dermot sing? He was going to open it by singing. Wonder if he did. Uh, Stephen. Hello there. Hello, Stephen. Hiya. You're live you on. Doing? You're live on talk radio, Stephen. What goods have you got for the last ten minutes of the show? Um, well, I'm a bit nervous because it's the first time I've called you before. Uh oh. Have you called anyone before? No, no, it's the first time. What? Never. You've never made a phone call. <laughs> I've made a phone call, oh. but I've never called the talk radio station. Not to the rate. Well, what's prompted you to call? Well, I just wanted to say a big thank you to you. Oh, go on. Well, um, I'm a parent schizophrenic. Oh, yeah. And um, I've had problems with voices for years. Yeah, yeah. But you've saved me from committing suicide. Well, uh, 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 that's very kind. I'm I'm sure I haven't, but if, you know, if if that's what you feel, then that's very kind. What's been going on? Well... uh, my voices just got really bad one night. Yeah. And um, I couldn't cope with them anymore. Yeah. 
And it was one night you were talking about um, you were on new meds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it gave me the courage to see my psychiatrist the next day and talk to him about putting me on some proper medication that would work. Well, that's fantastic, Stephen. Uh, uh, how long ago was that? That was about a month ago. Um, and are you on the new meds then? Yeah, I am. How's it going? And it's helping. It's, it's yeah. gone really well. Oh, I'm I'm really pleased, man. It's a, well, look at we're all having a bit of a new meds loving this this hour, which I'm which I'm more than happy uh, to do. Um, uh, what's happening with the voices? Um, well, my psychiatrist said I'll never get rid of them completely. Yeah, they're always going to be there, are they? They're always going to be there, but the medication will help me cope with them much better. And, we're, we're, and are they? If, if you don't mind me asking, Stephen, tell me to jog on if this is if this is in, inappropriate. But I find the whole thing of, of of voices. I find it fascinating. Are they people that you know talking? Or well, strangers? when I was younger, it used to, it, when I was younger, it used to be my parents. Right. Yeah. But now I'm older. It's 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 strangers. Yeah. And I'm assuming they're not telling you that you're a great guy, that they're, they're saying bad stuff. Yeah, they tell me to hang myself, cut oh, my throat, yeah. cut my wrist. It's, it's surprising. I mean, it's not very common, but it is more common. That kind of stuff is more common than people um, would think. Do you, do, do you ever get any rest from it? Is it constant? Or are there, does it kind of happen when you're more stressed or, or tired or, or, or what? Well, it's hard to explain, really, because yeah. they're always there. Yeah. But I, I suffer from anxiety as well. Yeah. And when I have panic attacks, that's when they're, that's when they're there and they're, they're really loud. And have you got people around you, Stephen? Have you got family or friends? Or you, you, you mentioned you got a psychiatrist. You got you, you, have you got people around you that can that you can kind of lean on? Yeah, I live in supported accommodation. Brilliant. Where there's stuff around during the day. Wicked. So it's just the night times I find hard, which, yeah. is where, which is when I tune into you, and it helps me a lot. Oh well, um, that that that's I'm really pleased you shared that, Stephen. That that's really touching. Don't don't you know you, you don't want to kill yourself now, do you? No, I don't. No, good, good. And you know, always I, I've said this before, but the Samaritans are really good as well. If you ever feel like topping yourself. Yeah, I emailed the Samaritans a while back, and they got straight back to me, and they really helped. Oh, that's good, because I found the email service of the Samaritans, and I've talked to them about this, that is a bit slow, and it's simply because they haven't got the, the facilities to constantly email people back and forth, and so sometimes it can take a couple of days, but... um Oh, I'm glad you found that. But the phone, 116123, their phone number, which is free, um, they're, they're fab on there as well. So um, if you, hopefully you've turned a corner, Stephen, but if you ever think you're going to kill yourself, um, give them a call before you do it, because you never know. It might, it, might just, um, it might just turn you around a little bit. Okay, but hopefully, for that. You're, hopefully you, you know, you've, you've turned a corner, Stephen. I wish you the best of luck, mate. And you. I hope you get. I hope you do well in your new meds. Hey, nice one, man. Thank you. T- take care. See you later. Take care. Bye bye. There we go. What a nice. Uh, what a nice young man. Say nice, young man. My um, special skills were not working. Now I was unable to say his age. I would have said thirty-two, but I don't. 
I don't know. And that's unfair of me to do that without the person there to either confirm or deny. So I apologise. But what a nice young man. It's, it's the new meds hour on talk radio where several men with mental health issues um, talk about feeling nauseous um, and having banging headaches. The, the voices thing, I, I do find it absolutely fascinating because that, 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 it's not something I've ever had. I mean, I have a voice in my head, um, but it's not... I have a critical voice in my head, but I think a lot of people have a critical voice in their head. You know, for some it might be their mum or their dad or a teacher. For me, for a long time, it was a guy that I was at college with who was who was kind of a friend, but actually, looking back, was quite manipulative. And for years and years and years, his was the critical voice in my head. But the actual thing, the auditory hallucinations... Um, I have had auditory hallucinations, and they're, they're weird, because... Anyway, but the, the actual voices saying... You should kill yourself. You're worthless. Why don't you go and hang yourself? Um, A significant number of people get that, you know. And again, it mentions it in the Brian Wilson thing. And his wife now kind of tries to calm him down by going, well, because the voices say they're going to kill him. And she says, well, you've had the voices, Brian, for about 50 years, and they've not killed you yet, have they? And he goes, oh, yeah, okay, right, I get it. Um... Asked how she felt about... Oh, yeah, of course. Here we go. Here comes the joke. Here comes the joke, dear listener, which I'm going to make up myself. Mary Berry beat off Simon Cowell and Len Goodman to become the best TV judge. Do you get it? Beat off. Do you get it? Beat off. Doesn't say that in here. Um, and Now, this is the thing, right? In a demonstration of their dominance, Geordie duo Ant and Deck won their 16th consecutive best presenter award now here's the thing guys this pattern will never be broken while i'm in the television presenter doghouse i don't know what i did wrong i don't know who i've offended you get me back on that box guys and i swear to god i will destroy those two i would destroy those two you want you 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 want them to win it for 17 18 19 years yeah fine fine keep me off the box you want them to end just get me back in there anytime get me back in there um (laughs) special drama performance went to lacey turner in eastenders comedy Mrs. Brown's boys, Mrs. Brown's boys, instantly rendering the entire National Television Awards redundant. Mrs. Brown's boys won the best comedy. Just think about that. Just think about that. Unbelievable. On that bombshell... Strange old show tonight, which is absolutely fine. They sometimes are. One more to go this week. How's about them apples? Don't forget podcasts. Go and download the podcast. If you get it from iTunes, if you leave uh, nice comments and reviews, it's very helpful. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Catherine. Back tonight at 10. Until then, from us, ta-ta. Talk Radio. Digital debate for the UK. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.